Hey guys, I'm back. This is my review for um, Real Housewives of Potomac. I think it's season eight, episode two. Now look, Ashley Darby. She starts off the episode, you know, with her mom and she's at the um, plant place, the nursery where, you know, she's buying plants for her new home and um, talking about doing a housewarming, which we, we as the viewers knew that was coming. But Ashley yet again has proven, and she does this over and over again, is she's very consistent when it comes to her not being trustworthy. She's very, very consistent in that department because the way that she handled this new lady, I think her name's NECA, and the way she was talking to her, which I don't believe they're truly friends. I think they recently met and they're trying to make it seem as though they are like cool, they're buddies, they've been knowing each other. They really don't know each other. I think she just met this woman probably at, at an event and they're gonna try to usher her onto the show through Ashley, as if Ashley has really known this woman. She don't know this girl. She don't know her. But anyway, so she's getting ready to have this housewoman, right? She tells her mother that, oh, that her name is on the deed, not Michael's. But yet last week, she was like, she couldn't get the house without Michael. So Michael's name is actually, you know, part of the buyers for this home. So I don't know why she's saying his name is not on the deed, because his name he helped you buy the house and his name is on the house. That would be the deed, right? Um, yeah. So she's, she wants us to believe that her and Michael are a hundred percent separate. And I don't believe that's true. She's telling about telling her mom about all the people that she's invited to her house. And with the exception of, um, she's not inviting Candace. Okay. Her and Candace is on the outs again. And I don't forgot really what did they, Oh, I think because Michael is suing Candace for some sexual allegations, something of that nature. I don't know the details, but beyond that, I don't even know. I don't forgot really what Candace and Ashley have fallen out again about because the Monique situation, I think they moved past that. I don't know. I, I really don't even remember what they are following, but anyway, they're not in a good space and Ashley's not inviting her to the her house one, but everybody else is invited including the new girl, Nika, she's going to be there as well. So we got that going on. Then we see Candace. Well, I'm not saying this in order. I'm just going to talk, bring up Candace because Candace is still doing the city winery tour for Deep Space Nine. You know, um, was it Deep Space Nine or was it just Deep Space? I think the, uh, there's a show called Deep Space Nine. I might be mixing them up, but I think the album is called Deep Space. She's been doing the city winery too. She is also ready to move on from the label that she's currently signed to, to another label. So she has, um, I think he works on her team. He might be a manager or an assistant. I don't know, but he came by her house, made fun of her office, saying that the office was not, <laughs> tell him about your office is not all the way put together, girl. What is this? This is kind of ghetto. I mean, she's, Look, she's been busy. She's been on the road. She's promoting her, her music. Um, I think her house looks okay. It, you know, whatever. He was just being funny. And they're talking about what she got going on next, working on new music, and how her life has been so busy with the music and stuff like that. And then she's, you know, she was like, well, as I'm doing additional performances, I don't need to be booking other people on the tour, such as Drew. Now, I don't know if something happened with her and Drew. She says she doesn't need Drew on the tour. 
I wasn't clear on like, is it because she just, I don't know. They just seemed kind of, it just came out of nowhere. You know, Drew, Drew only did for, as far as I know, one performance in Atlanta. So I don't even know what she was, honestly, what she's talking about. Like don't need Drew on the tour or whatever. I didn't know Drew was touring with her. So, but anyway, um, you know, so that's that. We didn't really get a lot of, a lot of Candace in this episode. Um, when Ashley planned the housewarming, Candace wasn't even in town. So, um, yeah, so Candace was in limited we, we view. We, we didn't really get a chance to see a whole lot of Candace this episode. Uh, we didn't see uh, Candace's husband, Chris. We saw him last week. So I guess, you know, it's fair to say that, hey, look, you know, Candace is busy. She booked and busy. So, and she's looking to mo move her music on to a different label and do other things. But she got to um, finish her obligation to her current label before moving on. Okay. So... Karen. Karen had, I guess, a health scare. There was some issues going on with... Um, the, the, I'm not even going to go into the specifics. She had a health scare. So she's at this Pilates. And, uh, during, she invited the ladies to come out to Pilates. She's on this whole, you know, trying to be healthy, watching what she eat. I think last season, or maybe season before last, she had stopped eating chicken because she said that she's actually allergic to chicken. She found out that her system doesn't, um, she took a test and she found out that her system really doesn't agree with chicken for whatever reason. So she doesn't eat chicken. So anyway, she's at Pilates. She's trying to keep her body right internally and externally. Like all, she invited most of the ladies there. I think it was Mia. I don't even know if Robin was there. Was Robin there? Mia, Giselle, Ashley, uh, when I think Wendy was there, Wendy and I think Robin, I think Robin was there. I'm not even sure if Robin was even at the, I think Robin was there. Anyway, yeah, Robin was there and they're doing the thing, they're doing the whole thing. And then, you know, um, they're, uh, I think, I think, um, who brought it up? No, Robin wasn't there because there was a conversation about who needs to apologize to whom. And this was after Karen and Mia had met up and Karen was like, you know, I think we should agree that when we bring things to the group, that we're bringing stuff that we can actually substantiate it, you know, not just rumor and conjecture. We need to bring, you know, if we're going to bring something to the group, make sure that you're able to back that information up. Because if you're just bringing rumor and then it just, it just takes on, its own story and people run with stories that's not even true and it's very harmful so giselle was like well okay then that means that you should also be apologizing since mia had to apologize to you then you need to apologize to robin about what you brought up in terms of this lady that you said that favored you that you claim was with Juan. Now, initially, I'm going to say this. Karen was kind of like, she didn't really think that she needed to apologize because to her, it's like, is it false information? But because she didn't have the backup, because she really, first she was like, well, she hemmed and hawed around it. You know, Karen was kind of like, well, wait a minute. I don't think I need to apologize for something that's true. But you know what? Because using her own words against her, 
she didn't have the proof. She had said, you know what, Giselle? Okay, I'll go ahead and apologize. We both owe each other apologies. How about that? Because remember, Juan, the whole situation with Juan and how she inferred very strongly that Juan was inappropriate with her at one point in time. Remember that was said at the reunion. Now, you know, Karen bringing up Juan out there in these streets with some woman that supposedly looked like Karen. Uh, <laughs> so Karen went ahead and she said, you know what? I guess if we get around to it, we can go ahead and we can issue each other an apology. I'm, I'm guessing, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that. So then we get, uh, what else do we get here? Um, Wendy. Wendy is still on this quest of figuring out what Wendy wants. I think Wendy is a tenured professor in uh, the Baltimore area. I forget what school, John Hopkins. I think that Wendy is tenured, I believe. Um, but it's not really what all she wants, but she's not gonna let go of that good job because when you're tenured, you have a job for life. So of course she's not gonna let go of her professorship. She's gonna continue to be Professor Wendy. But she's been looking at, she did the candle business. I don't know if she's still continuing on with that. She was gonna open this restaurant, you know, that didn't come through. Now she wants to do a talk show. I believe that she really wants to do this talk show. I believe that's really what she really wants. And she is looking around at different spots. So they looked at this place, it looked like it's someone's apartment. She's with her um, producer for the show. They're talking about the spot, but then we hear a lawnmower outside. I mean, it isn't an apartment building, you know? So. Wendy was like, is there a way, like, can we get this place soundproof and we can't have that going on while I'm filming the show? My question is this, Wendy, why spend money on a new studio when you have a house that you could utilize, at least for right now, as a starting point? You can go in your basement of your house or you can section off one of your rooms and soundproof it so that you can film your show. That would be a money saver as of, or actually go to a studio and film there, you know, but she wanted to give it like, I guess she's looking to give it more of a, make it look like she's filming in her home or in a house to, to bring the viewers in, to make it feel more comfortable. Um, she's over budget. She acted like she didn't know what a PA was, which we know she has to know, you know, production assistant. Um, she doesn't know the name. So then she came up with a few different names and she's thinking like, well, wind it up with Wendy. You know, she wants it, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little bit on the fence about it, but I, I feel like this. I think Wendy does want to have or to do a talk show. I really think that part is true. Wendy loves to talk, but I don't know about this venue that she got because it's just not making sense. I mean, if you're going to do... Mm, like I said, that's her That's her latest venue. Is Her latest thing is to do this talk show and find a venue to do it in. So that's her latest thing. Juan and Robin. We know that Juan and Robin, they're going to continuously talk about, I think what they're doing is, let me throw everything out here on the table as quickly as possible and get it over with. That's the way I'm looking at it. Because now we're talking, you know, Robin brings up to Juan, about the lady, she said, I think it was an intervention. They brought up your situation with the hotel. Now they're bringing up the stuff at the uh, the laundromat and now the nail salon. 
and you should be more mindful about your surroundings and this and that. And Juan goes, well, you know what? I don't care what they think, which is true. <laughs> we know he don't care. I, I'm, I'm not in the least bit surprised at that response. What I am somewhat surprised is how much time he's taking to film with Robin to discuss these issues. To me, it again, it looked like damage control. I think they've read all the comments about how, you know, Juan, because Juan don't like to film. If he does film with Robin, it's very quick, or he's filming with the guys, maybe, perhaps, if he ain't busy. So when they did bring up the whole situation about the lawsuit, you know, at the school he worked at, you know, they didn't say a lot. And again, I said this in the last episode, the last review. Um, because he was the head coach, his name was brought up. Okay, that's one reason. Secondly, the you know, their accusations about Juan not doing all that he should have done in that in those circumstances. Now, I don't know if that's true or false. These are allegations and all of that. I think the case is still pending or it's still going on. So I don't know. But anyway, you know, they didn't talk a lot about that. But I think, again, they're trying to throw it all out there really quick so that they don't have to worry about it for the rest of the season. So they're just going to hurry up, get it out there, throw it out there, say that they, you know, so just for the fact of saying, we've talked about it, we've mentioned it, Juan acknowledged it, and now we're moving on. That's how it looks to me. Um, I don't think we talked about Mia a lot this episode, other than the fact that she decided to meet up with Karen. Karen and her met at the, in a park. Karen just gave her a handshake. She don't see it for Mia. And do you blame her? Now, here's the thing <coughs> about this whole Karen and being in the bathroom and doing all these great things with other men. There's definitely been a lot of chatter about Karen out here like that. I don't know if it's 100% false. I'm beginning to wonder. Um, we know Mia, though, also is a liar. She's definitely got some inconsistencies across the board. So Mia being this messenger of the situation last year about Karen being in the bathroom with this guy and Mia, you know, the friend who knows Mia, telling Mia all about it. I don't know if I believe it because it comes from Mia and Mia has not proven herself to be a factual individual. So it's unfortunate for Mia because she tells so many half truths, which equate false, that when she does tell the truth, it's like you don't want to believe it. You're like, girl, is that really true? So part of me is wondering, is it 100% false what Mia is saying from last year? At any rate, Karen was like, girl, you brought it to the table as if it was fact. And Mia's like, well, I said that this was rumor. This is what was mentioned to me. I didn't say it was true, but the way it was presented, it was put, first of all, you put it out there, Mia. So you know that Karen's going to have a problem. And the fact that you're saying that someone told you this and making it appear as though it could be true puts Karen in a negative light. So I don't blame Karen for not trusting you, for not wanting to hug you, for not seeing you as a honorable person. So Mia did apologize and, you know, I don't know how honest or if Mia truly was sorry, because I don't think she was. Then Karen asked about Gordon and the whole situation about this alleged embezzlement. Because she's Karen was like, look, the way that it came about, sounds like that might be truthful. I don't know. Mia was like, I actually at one point was believing it to be true as well. I asked Gordon a lot of questions because I didn't understand what was going on, blah, blah, blah. So once again, she threw on Gordon underneath the bus. So that's that. 
Um, so now we get to NECA. NECA is the new girl. She is Nigerian. Her husband is Nigerian. He has a very strong accent. So I'm guessing, again, it's a guess. I, I think that NECA probably was born and raised in the U.S. I don't think her husband was because his accent is extremely strong. Because it was kind of hard to understand him a little bit. So I'm thinking like, okay, he's actually like literally directly like born and raised probably in Nigeria. He is a doctor. Great looking guy. I'll give, give him that. Uh, they've been married for a year. They just closed on a house in Potomac, and she made sure to, to reiterate the, the, the zip code for Potomac, for those of us who don't know the area. I said, okay, girl. She said the, the reason it took a little bit longer than anticipated to close was she failed to list all the properties, all of her properties. Now, as an attorney, Nick, why wouldn't you list all of your properties? She's got some places in the Midwest. she got places down south. she got... She's, and then she had a question mark. I guess I have some homes in Nigeria, you know. So if you don't list all your generational wealth, that can be problematic. You you think so, Nika? I mean, Neka, I think that's her name, Neka. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's important to list all your properties when you're trying to buy a new property. I don't know how she missed that one. So anyway, they're walking around, they look at the new house, and the husband's talking about having twins. I was like, wow, okay. Uh, and she's in agreement. She wants to have a baby. They've been having some problems getting pregnant. So she's on some medications. and uh, But she's taking the medication with champagne. I'm like, girl, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm not a doctor. But girl, that may not be a good idea. Uh, so, but anyway. So, you know, I'm curious to see a little bit more about NECA. I, I want to see how she's going to fit in and all that good stuff. So now we get to Ashley's house. She's having her house warmer. All the ladies are there, Midas Candace. And the funny thing was when Wendy showed up, Wendy, you know, she went and hugged Karen. She walked right on past Giselle, walked right on past. I think she slightly spoke to Mia, I think. Did she? She might have waved at Mia. I don't know. But she really wasn't trying to hear it from Mia either, for the most part. But she spoke to everybody else, which was funny. Um, and for those of you who don't remember, Wendy and Giselle, they don't see it for each other after Wendy got her all the way together. Remember, Robin and, and Giselle, more so Giselle, was, you know, putting it out there about Eddie and these streets and these women and this and that and the third. They really were doing a job really maligning Eddie's um, reputation. Now, whether, again... Now, I know there was rumor, rumor mill out there about Eddie was following all these Instagram models and then he had to turn around and, and, and delete those and all of that. But again, nothing's been proven that Eddie has been unfaithful. Uh, so there's that. And after Wendy got, you know, Red, Giselle and Robin down, I mean, read them down, they ain't been seeing it for Wendy ever since. So <laughs> that's just a recap of what has happened. Um. Then they got, what's her name, Deborah, I think her name, whatever her name is, Ashley's friend Deborah came by. I don't even know why she's there. She was the one that was claiming that uh, Eddie was smiling at her and all. she's just a liar. I'm like, why is she even here? Like, again, this should show you how Ashley moves. Like, you're, you're moving around and associating with people who are flat out liars. You're inviting guests to your house. Wendy, and then you invite this woman who accused her husband of smiling, and I'm putting air quotes at her. Girl, okay. Um, Robin shows up. She's prepared for whatever comes her way. 
Uh, there was a little joke about the fact that Karen and Sharice dressed similar, which they were. Then Nika shows up. She, you know, she speaks to everyone. Producers asked Wendy, does she do, do she know NECA? And she was like, I've first she hesitated. She was like, Well, I don't know her, but I have seen her before. So it's like they've been in certain settings where they've seen each other, but they've never been introduced. So this is her introduction to the group. So then Ashley bring here goes Ashley with the mesh. Ashley brings in NECA, not NECA, uh, brings Wendy in the house. And they try to talk about their differences. Wendy's feeling like she can't really trust Ashley and all of that. And then Ashley says, oh, you know, Ashley's like, you know, um, you know, why would you be associating with Deborah knowing what she said about my husband and all of that? So there's a trust issue there. Then Ashley brings up NECA talking about I met with NECA. She claims, and I told her you were a doctor, and Nick was like, oh, what type of medical doctor? Oh, Ashley, oh, she's a PhD. Oh, oh, she's just a doctor. You know, she made it seem like Nekka was talking down to Wendy having a PhD as opposed to an MD. She made it appear that way to start mess about Nekka. So she painted a very negative picture to Wendy about NECA, making it seem as though NECA had her nose down looking at Wendy. Then she brought this whole Obu thing or whatever it is with about being a cast out and being part of Obu tribe or something. I'm, you know, this, I'm really ignorant to this. I don't know much about it and everything. And NECA explained her what it meant. Wendy was like, yeah, that's not me. I'm not part of that. My family's not part of that and all of that. I don't even know what the purpose, again, the purpose was for Ashley is painting a negative picture of Wendy to NECA. And Ashley was painting a negative picture to Wendy about NECA and vice versa. So this is to start problems between the two. I don't, I didn't really care for that. It was unfair. I wish Wendy would have said to Ashley, girl, look, let me get to know Neck on my own. I don't need you to bring me information. You know, I need to talk to Neck myself. You know, I wish you would have said that because it was obvious what, what Ashley was doing. And then Ashley going to say in the confession, oh, I, maybe I shouldn't have had a tequila and all. Girl, you knew what you were doing. You were being messy as always. I don't know why these girls trust Ashley because she has no loyalty. None, none, none. That was the episode. Um, that's all I got. Talk to you guys later. Peace.